0: Hello, my lovey. I'm Mel Trumbull here to show you how to use your resources for yourself, what, and have joy on the daily. Even if you have a crabtastic background like moi self, if your upbringing was the stuff of nightmares, and maybe you manage depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Oh, enough about me though. Here's the thing: even with crapolini wiring. I live authentically and joyously. I spent decades in therapy and it wasn't until I learned about changing my mindset that I worked my shiitake out. I now help you, my kindred spirit, with your mindset so that we can all rock more joy in our world and it really needs it. Welcome to ZFG Living Podcast. Hello, my lovey, and welcome to yet another edition of What? CFG Living, the podcast. We are lucky today to be here with Dr. Bonnie Wilson from Exceeding the Mark. Welcome, Dr. Bonnie.
1: Thank you, Mel. This is my pleasure. I've been looking forward to it.
0: Excellent. Will you please tell our listeners and viewers about
1: yourself? Sure. I'd be happy to do that. So as, she, as you said, my name is Dr. Bonnie Wilson. I'm the president and founder of Exceeding the Mark Executive Coaching and Consulting. So it's where uh, we help healthcare executives to be able to really move their teams and help them to achieve their results in um, customer engagement and employee satisfaction. So that's our area of expertise. Oh, that's
0: very important. And I'm sure your work is uh, very much appreciated by your coaches, judging from your reviews and testimonials. And I think that what you do is very important, because especially for those of us who struggle with some uh, maybe anxiety related challenges, or, you know, just that feeling on the spot in a sudden, you know, way in a meeting, when someone singles out your work or a comment that you've made, And I would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, what is the best way in a professional setting to accept a compliment, or what about rebutting a comment when someone's maybe misheard something you said?
1: Sure, that's really a big thing. And I think over time, um, call it age, call it maturity, call it being a nurse or being a mom, I've really worked on, what do you say to someone? So I think what's important is as women, we're not good at at accepting a compliment. So even, you know, when I, if I would say to you now, um, Mel, I love your red curly hair, it's so pretty. What we often go is, oh, this looks horrible. This is not a good hair day. Instead of, "Thank thank you, I appreciate that, right? And so it's not just women, I think it's people in general just aren't good at it. So how do we reprogram our brains to say, Thank you. I really appreciate that. And then in turn, to give other people compliments. So, you know, how do do we then think about it to say to someone else, I've said it to perfect strangers, I love your hair. It looks amazing. So as women, especially, how do we not be one of those bad girls, but really mean girls, but really be able to tell people some good things about them? Now, let's go to the other side. Well, Uh, I just
0: want to interject, especially in a professional setting, a lot of people don't want their appearance commented on at all, whether it's Mm -hmm. complimentary or not.
1: Well, and I think not only do we want our appearance commented on, so I know in healthcare we come to work in scrubs and we just wrap our hair up in a bun and, you know, we get there a lot of times we don't have makeup or anything. So someone says, oh my God, Bonnie, your hair looks gorgeous. I'm like this thing, please. I just put it up in a hurry. All I did was took a shower and, you know, we don't need to do all that. Right. So it is important to accept the compliment and to be able to give them because it helps people to feel better about who they are. So there's that side. Does that, I think that was kind of what you and I have talked about. When I looked at you, I was like, fabulous glasses. Those are amazing. So So right,
0: and right back at you. I
1: know, yes, I love mine too. So the other side though, is what about when someone gives you or says a comment that's not very nice? So things like, oh my gosh, it looks like you've gained weight. Well, you just kind of go, so inside you have these thoughts that go through your head. Here's what I say to people all the time when I'm coaching. You can't control what other people say, think, or do. So when someone says that to me, I can't control that. Right. I can't control my feelings about it. What I can control is how I respond. So if I take that, oh my God, it looks like you've gained weight. So if I take what goes through my head is, you didn't need to say that. That was an inside thought. You should have kept it to yourself. <laughs> right? Exactly. But then it also pisses me off. So I can't control that. It pisses me off when somebody says, I've gained weight, as if I don't know that or whatever. Maybe I haven't. What I can control is what I say back. And so what I'd say back is, I'm sorry, that wasn't a very nice thought. What made you say that? Or I've even been a little bit humorous with it and said, You know, that was an inside thought. You probably shouldn't have said it. Right. I know because we're. Do you think so? Would you walk up to somebody on the street and say, Oh my God, it looks like you've gained weight?
0: Exactly. Or, you know, even take it a step further. That seems innocent if misguided. But then if we're in a meeting and we've just presented an idea and someone says, Oh, so you think that that we should then ignore our clients' concerns or, you know, completely mistaking what you said, you know, and then you're just like, WTF, what? <laughs>
1: well, and then how do you, so what I like to really help people with is how do you respond to that? So how do you respond thinking about that? You can't help what they said. You can't help that it pisses you off. But how do you take a moment and say, That's an interesting comment. I'd like to ask you first, what made you say that?
0: Okay. So get them to explain.
1: Right. Cause then you have time to gather your thoughts. That was an interesting comment. I'd love to hear what made you say that. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about because it sounds like you have some other ideas.
0: Oh, beautiful. I like that because it is very pointed.
1: Right. It is. And really pulling out So someone said to me one time, um, they said someone came up to them and said, so-and-so was talking about you. And they said, blah, 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 blah. And so her response was amazing. She said, hmm, what was your response?
0: Hmm, beautiful.
1: So how do you stop that conversation in its tracks and say, what was your response? Because should we really... You know, as professionals, as as women, if we're going to support each other, should we really just go down that rabbit hole? So if if we're in a meeting, how do you stop it?
0: I love that. What was your response is a brilliant way to bring the attention back to whoever is bringing up this inappropriate topic anyway.
1: Yes. So in meetings, you're going to present things that everybody's not going to like. So you're going to present this big topic that somebody is going to be in the room that doesn't appreciate it.
0: Mm -hmm. How
1: I coach people is to stop periodically during the presentation and ask, is there any questions? Anybody have any feedback? To really go all along the way so you don't get it blasted at the end. But Mm -hmm. really at the end as people are giving feedback, how do you say that's an interesting subject? What made you think that? That's interesting feedback. I'd like to hear a little bit more.
0: I'm a big fan of Tell Me More, huge fan of it. Mm -hmm.
1: And so when I, I think when I've been coaching people, one thing I encourage them not to say is help me understand. And I realize, I realize it's something we use all the time, but if I say to you, help me understand kind of what goes through your head, are you being a smart aleck? Are you really wanting to understand? So, is there a different way to say it, just like you did? Of, mm-hmm. Tell me more. What else goes with that? In other words, what other thoughts are connected with that? What are some other things we can? You, what's other evidence you can give me of what made you say that? So, oh, I, just, I love that. Yeah the com- the compliments and comments we all struggle with it, and I think as women and as business women and women of color. We really struggle with it because we just want to be, we want to be liked. We want to be, we want to help everyone. We just want to do the right thing for everybody. And sometimes we forget about ourselves.
0: Exactly. And that respect in the workplace is as important as being liked. It's important to get along with people so you can actually work together and get jobs done. It's also important for you to be seen as, if not a thought leader, as someone who can add to the conversation and has valuable insight for the team, for the betterment of whatever you're working on, which typically comes back to the experience of the client or the
1: customer. Mm -hmm. One, and and I think as you start to learn to accept compliments and be able to um, hear when someone has maybe a not so good comment. Mm -hmm. you're able to really help others. So if I can now say, tell me more, that's an interesting perspective. Or the other part of, hmm, that was interesting. What did you say to them? Then it helps other people to be able to say some of those same things. So I have coachees come back and say to me, well, I said like Bonnie told me, I said like Coach Bonnie told me, that's interesting. What made you say that? So people will begin to repeat what you hear them say. Mm-hmm. And so in essence you're like coaching without even coaching other people.
0: Right. And also giving them an opportunity to explain more clearly or to better connect what their comment has to to do with what you have presented because especially um, I know some of the things I say might sound off the wall. Okay. I have ADHD. I don't think in a linear way. And so I might be connecting something through like seven layers of other information Mm -hmm. that, that I'm just like, Oh yeah, let me break that down because it doesn't make sense when you come at it from having hopped through all of that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, I also think that it is a kindness for your colleagues and also it makes you look so confident and composed and, you know, own the room. There's a way to do it without being um, aggressive or uh, seeming like you're on the war path, you know, looking for every mistake. Uh, Generally, that's not, not the path to building bridges.
1: (laughs) It's not. And it gives you a moment if you say, which I'm sure you found, tell me more. It gives you two things. One, it gives you a moment to regroup and to kind of pull your thoughts together, but then it's an opportunity for you to learn, which many of us are so quick to say, oh, that doesn't have anything to to do with me. And I've had a friend that used to say um, that feedback is a gift, and I don't think it's always a gift Because sometimes you have to, as my mother used to say, eat the fish and throw away the bones. Yeah. So you have to kind of pull through that and find the really good parts. But, you know, think about what they said. I had my husband say to me one day, you're a hoarder. And I bawled. Oh, my God. How could you say that? I just brought something home because I liked it. It looked like an antique, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then I got upstairs and really thought about it and saw all this stuff I collected. (laughs) And I had to come back and go, you're right. I'm a hoarder. I need to work on it. So what if I took that information, pushed it aside, and ended with my tears? Yes. Yes. Isn't it important, I think, in our personal and our private lives to learn to take a compliment and to learn what to do when somebody gives us another comment that might not feel so positive?
0: Right. It might even feel you may feel yourself being defensive, which is never the look ever. And whether it's a personal or professional capacity, uh, sounding like you're defensive only makes it seem like you have some um, less thoughtful path that you're on and you don't have the like solid foundation to back it up. So keep that in mind, you know, going for the jugular is not necessarily (laughs) the path to making sure your, your messages are understood, you know, like what you're trying to present, what you're trying to communicate. You want it to be understood first and foremost.
1: That was he, that's what he wanted. You know, I just want you to understand that. So I'd like to kind of bring it back even to work or how this has affected me. So I have applied, kind of reached out to apply for a position. And what the HR person came back to me and said is, well, it doesn't feel like you are able to see the strategic view, like you've gotten too much in the weeds. Well, and, you know, immediately I, as my mother used to say, again, I had my backup. Now, i really like to know what that means. Is it like a camel or what? But okay, I had my backup because I really didn't understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. At first, I got defensive, and then I said, "Can you give me some examples?" Perfect. Well, yes. Here's the example: when you had this position, you were down into the weeds instead of staying strategic. When you had this other thing that came up, you got down into the weeds instead of staying strategic. So that's part of what I do with my clients: is as you get further up in hierarchy, how do you mm-hmm. get out of the weeds and be more strategic? And oh, by the way, when you're getting feedback, whether it's from your employees or from other people, what do you do with that? So I do some training on giving and receiving feedback. And this is where I think this conversation is important. So there's four or five areas that you really have to focus on. So the first one is when you're ready to give feedback to someone, you make sure it's in a private place. Oh, yes. Yes. So you've heard the saying, just like I I have, compliment in public, criticize, or give feedback in private.
0: Mm-hmm. So I come
1: to you and I go, Mel, I really had something I'd like to talk to you about. Do you have a moment? And then I take you off to a private place. And right. I think people often think that private place has to be in an office or somewhere. You know, sometimes it's outside in mm-hmm. a in a restroom, is it, you know, in a in the healthcare system, is it in a empty patient room?
0: Right. Yeah. And the the ne- surroundings don't matter as much as the fact that there are no other people there.
1: Exactly. And then the next part is, remember, so I just asked permission. Do you have a moment? So I didn't mm-hmm. just say, now come here. I want to talk to you. So I asked permission. I went into a private place. And then the next part is, I've noticed this behavior. So really saying to you, here's what I saw. So Mel, I noticed that the past couple of mornings you've been coming in late. So there's number three, my observation. Number four is getting their feedback. Can you tell me what's going on? So Beautiful. you tell me, well, I'm a single mom. I really have a hard time getting my kids to school. And every time I try to get there earlier, I can't. Then the fifth part is showing understanding gosh, that must be really hard. I've been a single mom too. I understand what that's like. Mm -hmm. The next part is really saying what the effect has had. So Mel, when you're late every day, it's really hard on your team members. In fact, people have had to stay over because you're late. So really given that effect that it's had on team members. And then the next part is, let's talk about a solution. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. I can't. Mm -hmm you I can but remember that if I tell you what to do you're probably not going to do it so Mel can you think of some other solutions where you can be on time and then I could even say how I relate to it when I Mm -hmm. was a mom I had to have a backup plan and so what you would probably that you may not have thought about before is saying I can help a neighbor get my kids on the bus right right so I go I repeat back what I heard you say. So you think you can help your neighbors get a, get your kids on the bus? When do you think that could happen? Because I'm having this dialogue back and forth. I'm just right. you going, Mel, you're late. I don't understand what the problem is. No, we're having a conversation. Okay, so I'm going to talk to my neighbor this evening to see if she can help. Then mm-hmm. the next is the follow-up. So Mel, do you think we could look at this over the next couple of days? And can we get together again on Monday? You say, I'm off on Monday. Okay, how about Tuesday? I see on the schedule you're here on Tuesday. Yes, Mm -hmm. I think that would work. So what do you think, Mel, about me meeting you at five minutes till the hour? You see, I'm really setting the standard. Right. Stop for a cup of coffee on our way into the department. Beautiful. So I just kind of did all those steps. And then I asked, Mel, do you have any, is there anything else on your mind? Can you think of anything that I could do to support you? So it's all those specific steps that's actually by a woman. And of course, her name won't come to me at the moment, but who's done a lot of research on this. Of <laughs> How do you have those key points? How do you ask permission, go into a private place? Then how do you share? Here's what I've seen. And then how do you get them to talk about it? What's going on with you? Then how do you come up with what is the solution can we, can we agree to this solution? And then the fifth part is setting up some accountability. Right. So are we able to meet next week, five minutes till the hour, so we can help with this? And then the last part is, did I miss anything? Do you have any other ideas? So that feedback, that's really good at work, a way to give and receive feedback. Because then the other part that we do a lot of times when you're a new leader in a department is really to make it open for getting feedback.
0: Yes. Yes. That is imperative. And I love the way it's collaborative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if you're just telling everybody, Mel, I don't like what your hair looks like, Bonnie, I don't like those red glasses. So, and so I don't like that plant in the background, but you know, right. but then if I say, so Mel, do you have any feedback for me? What feedback do you have? Then I'm being open and again, I don't just say, do you have any feedback for me? I ask, what feedback do you have? Because if I ask you right. a yes or no question, what are you going to say? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I say, I really want to hear feedback, and then sometimes you have to even get more specific. Now, can you tell me one thing I'm doing well that you want me to keep doing? And is there one thing that you see me doing you wish I could change? So being really specific, not asking yes and no questions, but being specific and asking for that feedback as you're giving it.
0: And and as a leader, if someone says, you know, I'm so busy with my tasks that I honestly, you know, it seems like everything's running well, but I don't have the bandwidth to pay attention. That's important information for you to have as well. You Mm -hmm. know, for people to be busy every single minute is, I would say, very common in the health industry. And it's also difficult to handle from a managerial perspective because you're trying to grow your team. Mm -hmm.
1: It is. And in that situation, part of what I want to do when I'm helping my team members is to say, well, let's look on the break schedule. I don't see your name on here. So what time are you planning on taking your break? Well, I can't take my break. I'm so busy. All of my patients need help or I have so many tasks to do. Well, let's talk to somebody else. How are Mm -hmm. they doing? Well, they ask someone to take over their task while they go for lunch or while they go for a break. That's a great idea. Who do you think you can get to help you or to take over your task while you've gone to lunch? And then that follow-up, I'd like to check back with you this evening before you leave to see how it was for your break. So I've done, I've helped them with how they can get it done. And then I put some accountability in there of I'd like to check back with you.
0: Exactly. And it does, it feels so collaborative. Dr. Bonnie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and the things that you coach your executives about, because it's something that we can all use. So got got to give the snaps of the fingers to Dr. Bonnie Wilson. Thank you for our uh, little executive coaching minute with you, obviously showing everything you can do. And when you are listening to this and you want to hear some more information about what Dr. Bonnie does, Check the show notes, you know, it's going to be there and we'll get the name of the person who developed that and put that in there too. If you want to check that out further as well.
1: Yes, that would be great. I'd love for people to reach out to me and they could just book a 30 minute strategic session so we can talk about whether we're a good fit and how I can help you to give and receive that feedback on a regular basis as part of your leadership journey. Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Dr. Bonnie, for being on the podcast with us.
1: Thank you, Mel.
0: So glad you joined me on ZFG Living, the podcast. Please check me out www.zfgliving.com and on social media as ZFG Living. That's zero folks given living, ZFG baby. And uh, my email is Melissa at zfgliving.com. Hope to hear from ya. Give me a shout.